Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky. And I am Leah. And on this quick shot of romance, we are reviewing um, viral favorite Welcome to the Dark Side by Gianna Darling. Mm-hmm. It is a viral favorite because um, Daddy Zeus, like he he trends a lot. Well, he blew up on Book Talk over the summer. Mm-hmm. He was being recommended if you had a daddy kink or if you liked the age gap or the anti-hero. This was kind of up there with one of the big wrecks um, for the for that for that trope. Although I did expect there to be more like daddy kink in the book, though. Like, yeah, it was I was surprised and a little disappointed because I do like a daddy kink. I do like a daddy kink also. Um, So this is book two in the Fallen Men series by Gianna Darling, which is her motorcycle club series. Mm -hmm. And um, Leah, will you read us the synopsis from Goodreads? Of course I will. I was a good girl. I ate my vegetables, volunteered at the local autism center, and sat in the front pew of church every Sunday. Then I got cancer. What the hell kind of reward was that for a boring life well-lived? I was a 17-year-old par... Don't know what that word was. Paradigm? Paradigm? Paradigm. I do know that word. Sorry. Paradigm of virtue. And I was tired of it. So when I finally ran into the man I'd been writing to since he saved my life as a little girl and he offered to show me the dark side of life before I left it for good, I said yes. Only I didn't know that Zeus Scarrow was the president of the Fallen Men MC. And when you made a deal with a man who was worse than the devil, there was no going back. This is Daddy Zeus Scarrow's story from Lessons in Corruption, a standalone in the Fallen Men series. So this book uh, was released April 18th of 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, Tropes are Motorcycle Club, Age Gap, Antihero, Forbidden Love, Taboo. Um, Mm -hmm. Put out percentage is 47%. It does have a slow burn feel to it. It does. Um, And so, yeah, let's get into this. So I do want to say this was our buddy read for February. We encouraged Mm -hmm. all the members of all of our listeners, members of the Hive to read this book and give us their thoughts um, so we could share them with you or questions they had. So, We'll get to those a little later. I think right now, Lee and I are just going to break down the basics of the book mm-hmm. for everybody before we get into some of the little idiosyncrasies that we either loved, loved to hate, or absolutely hated. Because <laughs> there are there's things. always her things, so many things. <laughs> so let's talk. Uh, let's talk first with their meet cute. Kind of a meat chaos. Meet so they chaos. Meet. They're in a parking lot at a church. They're at the she church. She is seven. Yeah. They're seven. She is seven. And a, a basically a shootout is occurring. And so her parents are hiding behind a car. Her dad leaves her and drops to the ground and crawls away from her. And like curls into the fetal position. And here she is, seven years old, just by herself. But she looks across the parking lot and she sees Zeus and she runs to him. 
like runs full out and he saves her he does the first time they meet yeah yeah and that kind of sets the stage for the Mm -hmm. parents for uh it's louise her name the main female heroine's name is louise she goes by lou or lulu um louise parents are horrific there is not, not one redeeming quality about them. Even <clears throat> no. later on in the book, her no. mother does a couple of things, and I don't find her to be redeeming at all. No, because even like at the end of the book, like when her mom comes back, I'm like, eh, I still don't like you. Like, just go away. Yeah, go away. Um, okay, so let's talk about Lou a little bit as to who she is. So the way the book plays out is for the first, what, 15, 20%? Mm -hmm, I think so. So from the time Louise is seven, uh, Zeus goes to jail for attempted murder of the man that shot him, Mm -hmm. who we later find out was his uncle because Zeus shot first. Yes. Um, Zeus goes to jail. Louise, with the help of one of her nurses, mm-hmm. um, helps her write letters, pen pal letters, to Zeus in jail. Because yes. as a seven-year-old, and this was a realistic problem for me. Seven-year-old letters do not read yeah. as mature as these letters did. I have children. No. Well, but- and I have an eight-year-old currently. And while my eight-year-old is, she's pretty advanced, she does not write this way. Like, she might yeah. speak out that way, but, like, she couldn't write a letter the way that Louise writes a letter. Yeah. But Louise is in the hospital. She's going through, like, cancer treatments. and She like, has non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yes. And so Zeus is her guardian monster and, like, helps her, like deal through her treatments and through the fact that like she got shot and that is how they discovered the cancer in the first place. But so her parents are, have checked out even more than they ever used to be. And so like, he's kind of her sounding board for everything. And it is a little far-fetched in the way, like the letters play out just from the, the verbiage in the letters, but it kind of, it sets the stage for everything when they meet again. Right. Because there's so a couple the, instances yeah. in the letters where Zeus is like, we can't write anymore. But it doesn't really ever happen until at like the a age defining of 15, point. At the age of 15, 15 and a half, she's almost 16. And he cuts off all communications with her. Mm-hmm. He feels like at this point, things things are difficult and different. And because of her going in, you know, maturity um, she, and yeah, it he cuts off communication <laughs> with her. And it's his choice to do that. She's very upset about it. But go forward. This The book now starts at like 16. Present day is she is 16 and a half, 17? She's 17. Okay. Yes. And But she has, has basically created this second persona. But it's not really a persona. Like this is who she is and who she wants to be. And then so this is Lulu. Like this one, like girl who like works at the strip club like in her spare time and does 
what she wants. And then Louise is the persona who's the cheerleader and the ballerina and the intelligent girl, but that's not who she truly is like in the core of herself. So, and you get the impression that she's an incredibly smart student. She's mm-hmm. in advanced placement classes. They call them IB classes in this province of Canada that the story takes place in. Um, so they're like college credit plus college placement mm-hmm. classes for high schoolers. She also volunteers. She's also a student assistant to a teacher. Um, I mean, and she's a, she does ballet. So like she is incredibly overachiever, high involved child. But three nights a week, she sneaks out of her house and works at a local strip club, cleaning tables. Well, she doesn't really start bartending until the club takes over the strip. Yeah, that's true. She just busses tables. She's not a dancer at the club. She's just busing tables. But again, well, and she helps them with like their costumes and yeah. things like that. Cause she talks about like helping them change and sewing them into stuff and different things like that. So, but she is like, she's a very intelligent, like very like <clears throat> well, well-rounded human being. Yeah. So then let's talk about Zeus. Zeus is 19 years older than Lulu. Mm-hmm. He has gone to jail for attempted murder on the president of his motorcycle club. The previous uh, president. Previous president. After that happened. So he is the new president of the club. Um, and he has his kids. He has King and Harley Rose. And Harley Rose is the exact age of Lulu and King is one year older than Mm -hmm. Lulu and he talks about and his ex-wife was a drug addict and a deadbeat and he has zero use for her so Mm -hmm. she's not even in play um so we're not gonna there are many people who do not like this book because of the way it starts yes so we're gonna kind of move forward from that and just go with her being 17 year old and him being 19 years 36 36 um the fall there's a chance meeting between the two of them at a party. And then the fallen MC purchase the strip club that she works at. Yes. To diversify their portfolio. <laughs> that was the funniest. Like, I'm like, ever. sure. Okay. I mean, it, it's true. I mean, they are diversifying, like buying into this club. And I was like, that's such a weird thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was really MC weird. Is to- first their portfolio. Um, okay. So, and this book has been around for a while and people have read it. Um, was there anything stand out in the book? Cause I want to get to our different community members that shared thoughts to help, um, move our conversation. So was there anything you personally stood out for you? I, I loved the relationship between Lou and Mute, who is one of the MC brothers. And he's basically like her guardian. So like all this stuff is happening and you find out like throughout the book that Zeus is basically like known where Lou is like, and has had somebody watching her throughout the years, even though he personally has no contact, like he has been like making sure that she is okay. Cause because of reasons but I don't want to tell you those reasons you got to read about those reasons but so mute is on the spectrum and he he watches her and truly becomes one of her best friends because he 
he's such a profound piece of the puzzle. He was in the this in, book. He was the best character in the entire book. Yeah. Like him on the page overshadows everything, everything else. else. Yes. And every time he's on the page. Like there are a couple moments. Well, and there's a moment like in the book where he says something, but he doesn't actually say it. But like he says it in a, such a way that like everybody knows like what is going on. But it's such a, a mute thing to do. They're like, oh, hmm, maybe he he does this on purpose. And we are going to spoil this a little bit. So if you haven't read this book, you're going to want to pause, just skip forward for to the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was freaking pissed. Kindle. I did not like it. Pissed. Like Kindle throwing pissed that she killed him. She freaking yeah. killed him. She does. And the way that she does it and who does it and how it happens, like when you find out like who does it, but although like when he like when he meets his demise, it made me happy. So, so mad. Okay. Yeah, I was very like frustrated because I thought he like he would have been such a great character to have like throughout throughout the story. Yeah. But yes. It but at the same time, like it it does work. Like it made me mad, but the situation that follows, it works. But Disagree. I think it, Disagree. I would have liked it so much Disagree. better. They would have kept him. Yeah. Okay. So Part of this episode is our buddy read aspect of it. So members of the community read this along with us and they have sent in some of their insights. So yes. let's start with Gretchen's first thought. Okay. Gretchen's first thought is underlying religious themes and romance. And what do you think about it in dark taboo forbidden age gap in general? And then in this book, I think it's a really religion in dark romance makes sense it's mm -hmm. the yin and the yang it's the balance of the dark and the light um and the it also and the evil, like all that it, stuff yeah. it creates angst all on itself we've seen it with different books that have become popular over the last couple of years you know sarah simone mm -hmm. has her whole series you know yeah. we see it in um mafia romances there sometimes will be like a religious aspect that uh serena Ackroyd does it with her filthy uh series that you know, they all are sinking redemption through religion to make up for the mm -hmm. fact that they shoot like 60 people every book. <laughs> um, so religion and romance, dark taboo, I think, again, it helps create the dark and the light. It gives us the contrast, right? Well, and it's one of those natural things, because like you have the good church girl and like the bad like mafia guy, but they have this connection. It's like, yeah. And I didn't find it. So for in reference to this book, me personally, I think it becomes a non-starter, honestly, mm -hmm. other than it just shows her family's status within the small community that mm -hmm. they live think, in. And I think that was more like the idea behind it because it wasn't like, yes, she went to church every week. Yes. Like her grandfather was the pastor. But because it like, was expected, not because she was devout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there wasn't like, I'm a good girl. Like I have to do these things. Like he's, he is corrupting me. Like <laughs> every time I say that. Every time. <clears throat> okay. But, 
but like from the beginning, like Lou is already like going to this like dark side because she yeah. is not, she's not happy with the way her life has been playing out up to that point. Um, and so Gretchen shared a quote that Lou says, um, I'd always believed that Christianity wasn't for everyone, that faith was special and intimate kind of thing that had occurred to you naturally and expresses itself through you organically. Now I knew what deity I'd pray to and die trying to please Zeus Guerrero. Yeah. So for Lou, her religion becomes this man that she's kind of put up on a pedestal. You know, Mm -hmm. she's kind of said, he is my guardian monster. I know the evil that lurks in him, but I trust him with my soul and my life. But she doesn't. She really doesn't because she's keeping a secret from him that annoyed me through it all. It did. And when he finds out, he's pissed. So pissed. He is pissed, but there were other inconsistencies in some of her behaviors that I just felt like I just, it was a plot point in the story, but it, I don't know that it was necessary. I don't think it was necessary, but I think with the way the story played out, like the fact that like she, she does like have, like have him on this pedestal, but there's this, these moments where like, he doesn't, he doesn't always open up in the way that she wants him to. So it's almost like she does it out of spite, like, he's not opening up to me. So I'm not going to tell him these things. Like he's not reciprocating like my trust. So why should I trust him with these things? So Gretchen asks a question about age gap. Age gap would definitely love to hear what you guys think about the trope in general versus dark taboo and forbidden. Also reverse age gap. The pool boy, Nikki Sloan is on my TBR. Uh, Maybe even add a few of your own personal wrecks. Well, I love an age gap romance. It's one of my top tropes. I like an age gap romance. And honestly, the, um, like the size of the age gap does not really bother me. It doesn't bother me, but I think that leads us to talk about the situation in this book that a lot of readers have issues with. She is 17 and people have issue with that. But I will say that Gianna Darling does like, state in the book the age of consent is 16 like which i personally like 16 would be no for me but like 17 18 it depends on the situation and the way that the story plays out whether it's something that bugs me or not in this situation it did not but i can see why people have issues with it. i think if she took out the pin pal letters or there was only one mm-hmm. or two and then cu- and then communication between them stopped. Yeah. And then I think had she been 18, no one would gripe about this age gap. Right. And again, I looked it up. This book takes place in the British Columbia province of Canada. Age of mm-hmm. consent is 16. You can yeah. marry legally at 16. Now, in this book, there is a situation where they decide to get married and her mom gives permission because you have to be 18 in that little community. Um, But the province itself, age of consent is 16, which, so again, I don't think there would have been an issue for me had they just rounded her up one year because it made no sense that working at a strip club and doing all this chaos 
and still she's trying to do high school and her grades and mm-hmm. I it was I just, a, it was a it was a little far-fetched but then at the same time like it's a it's a romance book like you like you don't always want the the reality like you I mean you're reading this book to to lose yourself in it like sometimes those like little far-fetched moments are okay with me yeah uh, Gretchen also brings up the obsession with cherry lollipops. It made her think of Sophie Lark and the strawberries. Which, I mean, well, hello, Daddy. Well, but the strawberries were not necessarily a good thing in the Sophie Lark, but it is no. reminiscent of the uh, strawberry jam and eye candy. Yes, it does add some sexy time to it. Uh, can you read our thought from Jenna? Yes. <clears throat> Um, Jenna says, I have loved this book so far because she is still in the process of reading. Um, Zeus has surprised me in a lot of ways. It's an intriguing storyline that I felt feel kept a steady pace. <laughs> and that's the thing, like it, it's a long book. Like you, you will need some time to read it. And, but it wasn't one in, I, it was wordy and I don't always love wordy, but it was consistent the whole way through it wasn't like it didn't right. speed through and then all of a sudden pacing, like change pace pacing, pacing was went. on par for this yes. book it was wordy throughout the entire book do i think that it was overly wordy in parts yes, yes. and it was hard to turn off my editor's brain and being like x out mm-hmm. don't use and and i think that is one thing with you and i like we both we both edit books like and so we have a hard time switching from editor to to reader sometimes and yeah. like as like an editor we're like oh we should take this out or like this is the reasoning like we sh- you should take it out and if you have a valid reason for keeping it back in and you can talk me into that like it makes sense and since we don't have that part of it it's a little bit tougher yeah. for us but it is. there were definitely parts that were wordy but it was consistently wordy and the pacing was smooth and like it didn't there wasn't a change which I really enjoyed so Hannah actually sent us in a voice memo yes and so we are going to play that for you and then we will come back and do our three questions and do all the good stuff right Mm -hmm. all the good stuff so hey ladies um uh, here I am. This is Hannah, uh, also known as a smart, sexy, and smutty on Instagram and uh, BookTok or TikTok, rather. Um, you know, recording this from the bathroom, which just seems to be the only place I get any sort of <laughs> uh, privacy these days. Uh, and here are my thoughts on Welcome to the Dark Side by Gianna Darling. Um, so when I first read it a year ago, it was like a straight up five-star read. I was like hooked and I loved the whole series and it was incredible and I was all about it. I reread it this week, um, for the purpose of this discussion and it's definitely not a five-star read anymore, but it's still pretty awesome. Um, I am obsessed with Zeus. I think he's an incredible, uh, character. I think that the premise is a little far-fetched now that I read it again with him writing of being pen pals with a seven-year-old girl. It sounds wild and crazy, especially one from prison. Um, not sure that's legit. <laughs> um, but I do love their sort of interactions. I think the, the, the beginning part with the back and forth letters is pretty incredible and just so well written. Um, and yeah, the aspects of it that are a little close to, I'm a fan of age gap, 
but she's really young and I don't know why being 18 would make it so much more palatable but for some reason it sounds like it it seems like it would um but yeah she's super young although 36 really doesn't seem that old on his part um you know me pushing 40 so I, I I'm like eh, it's possible but um yeah it's a little it's a little rough to get around this second time in um otherwise honest to god my favorite part of this book is Mute. Mute, uh, I fell in love with Mute as a secondary character. I was obsessed and in love. I loved his healthy eating. I loved his positivity. I loved his, his, his quietness. I loved that he could say so much without saying a word. Um, and my heart broke. It broke. I do not, I have not recovered. I am broken and I miss Mute. And I wish he was in every other book. I love him. Um, so that is sort of my disorganized, jumbled thoughts on Welcome to the Dark Side. I'm happy to keep talking about it. I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about it. Um, I did love the rest of the series. You know, there are moments and things that I don't care for. But overall, um, I really enjoy them. And I do love MC romances. So it's hard to, for me not to like them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the buddy read. Take care. Bye. I adore Hannah. She's so sweet. <laughs> she she totally licks him. She licks him. He's his. He's hers. Yeah. She cleaned him, bacon sandwiched him. He's like mm -hmm. everything for her. Um, but I do agree with her. I think that that age gap is what holds people, people back. Off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so Leah. Um, so as far as Jenna and uh, Gretchen and Hannah, I asked them all three of our questions. So I will give those as we go through ours also. So okay. did you like the book? All three of them I, liked this book. I did. I did not like it as much as some people hyped it up, but I think, but I did. I really did enjoy like the way the storyline played out. Like there were things that I wish were a little bit different and things that I would have changed had I, I mean, not that I would be writing this book because yeah, I can fix the words, but I can't write the words, right. but there were definitely things like, I think she should have changed in the storyline, but overall, like it was a strong story. It is one of her earlier books and that is something to look at too. Um, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Mm -hmm. I can think of daddy kink or age gap romances that I like a little better. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, think well, I didn't that, feel like there was really any daddy kink in this. Like she called well, him daddy like once or twice, but like there really wasn't. So I don't like, mean it like that. I guess I mean, I just think it was just too wordy is mm -hmm. what really, because you would get connected to the character and then it felt like you had to go through 70 pages of words to get mm -hmm. to the next moment. And it, yeah, it just kind of, it, it just threw things off for me. Um, so who would typically like this book? According to Hive members, if you have to like the dark, the taboo, if you mm -hmm. have read like Sophie Lark's, um, her books or Katie Roberts O'Malley's or Birthday Girl by Penelope Douglas, mm -hmm. these all fit within that kind of dark taboo. Um, so who, Leah, do you think would typically like this book? Like if you like an angsty romance, because there's definitely a lot of angst because there's some push and pull back and forth, like 
I'm, we're not going to get involved. Like you can't touch me like in all this stuff, but so it's pretty angsty and it is, I mean, you have to like the taboo because there are some, I mean, just the subject of the age gap is very taboo. There are some really steamy scenes that are well, out there kinky wise, which well, I'm not disappointed in that. So, and if you were a fan of Sons of Anarchy that was on TV a couple years mm-hmm. ago, because this MC is making their money by selling pot um, and running drugs. So if you like that kind of series and are looking for books that are similar to read that are like that, then this is totally for you. If you're a Sons of Anarchy fan, that mm-hmm. kind of taboo, dark, angsty, waiting for the next bad thing to happen. Yeah. Um, or a villain. Uh, this is definitely a book for you. Um, mm-hmm. So would you recommend this book? All three of our members said that they would absolutely recommend this book. I think it would depend on the person, whether or not I would recommend it to them. Cause there's definitely people that like, I know that would not like this book. I don't think it would be the book for them, but there are some people that we know like through book Instagram that would really enjoy this book. Yeah. I agree with you. So um, if you would like to leave us a voice memo on a book or on an author that we have reviewed for a quick shot of romance or had on an episode, you can do that um, by sending it to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. And we might just add it to an episode. You do need to keep them to 60 seconds or less. Anyway, Leah, thanks for reading. Welcome to the dark side. (laughs) It was a good read. This is my first Gianna Darling book. So I was interested to see what the hubbub is about. And this is my I will second. give her another try. Like she I does did anti-heroes. Like her, I do like an anti-hero. And I did like her writing style. It's just long. But that's okay. Anyway, until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 